0: A hot Paul night out at the Empress with someone.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's exactly what he's doing. Good lord! And I texted him this morning, and I was like, "Are you out of those haunted bed sheets yet?" And <laughs> I was in the car. I've got like car texts. Yeah, I text. I wasn't texting and driving. And yeah. uh, <laughs> and the response was like, "Paul Plastino has sent you an image," and I was like, "Nope,
0: nope, oh no, god, nope, no, no. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Please, no, never, no. Uh, so oh my god, I
1: haven't looked at it yet. What is it?" Oh god. Oh, he sent me a photo <laughs> of him <laughs> in a hallway at the Empress. So
0: Oh, good. Uh,
1: and it looks very haunted. Wow. But he was out of the bed sheets, but not out of the Empress. Amazing.
0: <laughs> Amazing. My god. Ridiculous. <sighs> Today on the Geek Out Podcast, AI can maintain eye contact for you. We've got a trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3. Rick and Morty's co-creator is in trouble. And
1: we review and recommend The Last of Us... And... Uh, and... What? M3 again.
2: Sorry. Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's
1: go to big Geek! This Geek Out, the podcast. M3
2: again. <laughs> I wasn't here.
1: I wasn't here for that. And you wrote out the three and I was confused.
0: I uh, you know. know, I sometimes I hope you pre-read these things, but you know, call me crazy. What you know, what do I know? I, I, I
3: never <laughs> a, professional, a professional
1: doesn't pre-read. What is this?
0: <laughs> it's so damn hot in here. What it's happened? Really, it's
1: really hot in here. Oh It's too hot.
0: Okay. It's also the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode two hundred and twenty-three tw- three twenty twenty-three.
1: When you write out the word three, then your mind doesn't <laughs> understand it. It's a number, <laughs> not a word letter. He's right.
0: <laughs> oh, good thing none of us have to talk for a living. We record this on the morning of Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone.
1: Paul just left. So great. Uh, I'm. And Chris- Brian's
0: coming in later. And
1: Brian's coming in later. Uh, yeah, so I'm Christian James. Great. No preamble for Paul. This week on Buds Weekly Geekout. I'm sure he'll somehow slot it in.
0: I'm sure he somehow will too. I talked about Nvidia eye contact mode. The 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 gist of it being that the problem that this is solving is that Most people are not looking directly into their webcams when we're on our millions and millions of Zoom meetings. They're usually looking at themselves or at something else that is, you know, either related or unrelated to the meeting, their notes or a script or whatever. And so it can look a little disjointed when the person you're talking to is not doesn't appear to be looking back at you. Strangest solution that I was ever pitched on Instagram was a a little tiny button camera. On a wire that you're supposed to stick with adhesive to your mirror, unlike between the eyes of the person, the image of the person you're talking to on the webcam, which is... (laughs) <laughs> incredibly weird and don't stick stuff to your monitor and there's still a, a, a cable attached to it so um, NVIDIA has come out with something they call eye contact mode uh, Maxine eye contact specifically Maxine is their enterprise level cloud AI services but what?
1: sorry did you just anyway test to Sherpa f- things in here for you yeah that's right okay
0: <laughs> yeah sorry. I saw Paul come back in and, and yeah our our, our Q promo director Tess behind him carrying his stuff, too? Yeah, I don't know how he does this. <sighs> I know, he always manages it, too. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you just get my preamble?
1: <laughs> yeah, eye contact. Anyway, eye so eye,
0: eye contact right. mode from NVIDIA. How this works is it uses AI and it's basically a filter. So instead of you being a cat, it makes your eyes look into the webcam even when you're not <laughs> whenever it is natural. Oh, I, I, I expected, like, big creepy anime eyes or yeah. you know suspended floating eyes dylan was like what if i left the room I'm like no your <laughs> eyes are not gonna stay there the, the thing about this tech is that it is weirdly natural like yeah. it, it's it, it's it's not what i was expecting and it's I was surprising is how much I didn't notice it. Hmm. Um, I put four examples up at the zone.fm slash geek out. And these videos are incredible because they're split screen to wh- where the person is actually looking. Yet the other screen is the person very naturally looking into the camera. I love it. I think it's a, a great innovation. And hopefully it'll come to more of us right now. It's only available to people who have a. Uh, a high-end video card, uh, video card from Nvidia, so like a, a, a an Nvidia RTX or a GeForce RTX. These uh, are the the new top expensive ones. But they've also released an SDK, so hopefully some other um, people will be able to try and make something like this too. Pretty neat because I think the gold
3: standard of video chatting was on Star Trek: The Next Generation, mm. and. That's pretty much what we're all doing right now. Like wild to think about it, but that's just what we do now. It's pretty normal. And, but with that, you just looked at the other person. Yeah. And you looked into the screen. And so the dream of that is you have to do two things. Number one, the camera has to be like in the eyeballs of the person you're looking at on the screen, right? Like the camera has to be within the screen for somehow. Like behind the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you also have to get rid of your own face because if that's also there, people always stray to looking at their own face. 100%. Right? If your face yep. is available, you're more
0: interested in your own face than anyone else's face. And Dylan felt really bad about that, but that is a natural, normal human being thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Found out the other week during one of our zillions of Zoom meetings. Um, we have this this system different from Zoom. It's called WebEx. That's what we use in the radio station. And it works some of the time. Poorly.
1: No, but, and when it does, not work poorly. Them. We, we can say, like, it's crappy. It, it's we not. It. It's crappy. Good. Yeah. It's yeah. Bad.
0: So it It wasn't working for Tess in that she could only see who was talking. And she couldn't see herself because she normally... Like Dylan looks at herself, and she was really wigged out. Yeah, she had trouble conducting the meeting because of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made
3: a joke actually during the pandemic that do you think that when we get back to in person meetings, we're all going to set up a little mirror propped up on the table so we can look at ourselves <laughs> for that Zoom feeling? Because um, it's like, because why is it there? I mean, it's it's so necessary for a Zoom call because otherwise wig. But it's true. It's like we wouldn't do that in person. You know, like constantly checking. Yourself out in person, but yeah, it's such really a really good point. Thing. What a strange
0: piece of psychology! Yeah, do you mean test my Sherpa? Yes, test your Sherpa. Good <laughs> gravy coming soon. <laughs> We got a really short cue sheet, and Brian is not joining us for 15 minutes. We may be quite a ways through this, but we've got a bunch of good reviews and recommendations to talk about. Uh, but first, a great trailer for the Mandalorian season three. This will be the Disney Plus series returning to our hearts with Dad and, and Grogu on March first, and lots of Mandalorians flying around, which was really cool. Love that uh, base jumping shot.
1: I didn't watch the trailer. Oh wanna, God! I don't want those spoilers.
0: Really? It's a trailer.
1: Yeah, but aren't you weirdos the ones that are always like, "I'm too weak," and you watch all the trailers and you feel sad for yourselves?
0: I mean, that's Brian. I, I, I will generally watch the first trailer of a thing. I didn't.
1: It's the first trailer of the third season. I know what it is by now. Yeah, you sure. Also, do. this is a geek pod. Like, you're just supposed to watch them. As a product. Me, as you me. send me the, 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 the screenshots. I need to know. There's Salacious
0: Crumb. Or oh, Salacious good. Crumb. Yeah, good. You know about Salacious Crumb? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who <laughs> I didn't this, realize was puppeted by the same guy who uh, was Admiral Akbar. But in the um, in the original trilogy, I guess it yeah.
1: wasn't. It, not all the puppets weren't just like Frank Oz.
3: No,
0: apparently not.
3: <laughs> Frank Oz <laughs> they was needed Yoda. more than I just Frank Oz. What a wizard that guy! Um, yeah, Salacious Crumb. He's oh, Salacious Crumb's so great. He's got the real Muppet vibe to him. <laughs> he's such a Muppet yeah. vibe, yeah. yeah. But
1: is it is it Salacious Crumb or is it just <laughs> oh, like another? That's what I hate about this. See, but oh, or is right, it like of his species. Kind yeah, I'm sure
3: it's a different of his species. Uh, it
1: might be well because like the whole first. Oh no, wait, that I'm mixing up that other one that nobody liked. Mm. The Boba Fett show. Because I was going to say the whole first season in the Book of Boba Fett was all based on like after the huts and like where did they go and so like where did Salacious Crumb go? But no, this is... This is a different show. Yeah, yeah. But a different, not actual Mandalorian.
3: I know, and I don't have to say it the millionth time. But like, if it if if this show really gets into like whatever became of salacious crumb, the Muppet who laughed, right? <laughs> like, who cares at all? It's gross enough that they just have one of his species up in a tree for you to have the member berries there. Did I also see there was a couple of Babu Fricks?
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, I like a Babu Frick. Is okay. that
0: a oh tiny, go- tiny? Oh, my God. Okay, mm-hmm. wait.
1: Keep talking about Babu Frick because the other day I yeah. found out the most fun piece of trivia about who voiced Babu Freak, but now I have to find it out.
0: Oh, okay. While you
3: Uh-oh. talk
1: about it. All
2: right.
3: Uh, so, this trailer, we got uh, two uh, Babu Fricks, and uh, what you're going to want to do, if I'm Babu Frick right now, I'm thinking uh, we got two Babu Fricks in the Mandalorian show, and this is going to be good for uh, having a mer- the remembering of the Babu Frick from the movie uh, of the last what was that even movie called?
1: The Rise of Skywalker. That's, oh I just had God. the same problem. Oh I was like, which wow. one? So yeah.
3: unrememberable.
1: Okay, okay. Shirley Johnson. Now, why? But
3: I do remember Babu Freak. Oh, okay. That
1: movie. Babu Freak yes. was voiced by yeah. Moaning Myrtle.
3: <gasps> wow. no way that's hilarious yeah, weird. yeah. isn't
1: that really weird what an odd thing yeah and that's um awesome. i figured that out because i saw that weird see how they run movie okay that came out this year with what a bunch it? of oh it was like a mystery uh comedy crime thing it was uh who's in it like everyone was in it uh, it was like a it was one of those big stacked cast movies sure surprised you haven't seen it anyway mm-hmm. she was in that and i was like why do I know her? And then I was like, oh, Babby Freak. And then I was like, holy shit, that's Moaning Myrtle. It's the same person. <laughs>
3: Hilarious. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, it looks like another good season of Wacky Misadventures for our good friend, The Mandalorian, uh, yeah. with Amy Sedaris, without... What that one that got canceled?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, um, punch- bald guy with the guns. No, no, the lady. Gina Carreri. Yeah,
1: Gina, Oh,
0: Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Babu All right, freak, Who, my I best think, and oldest friend. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, <laughs> uh, Gina Carrera. No, it's like Carrero. I it's think a Carrano. 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 Yeah, it's Ferrer Rochet as well. Yeah,
3: um, I think she put out her own movie and it bombed so hard, like the mm-hmm. the bombiest bomb that ever bombed. Mm-hmm. Like just lost and lost and lost money. Oh dear. What was yeah.
1: the badness? She like I know she did like a badness, but it was. It was, it was like, an
3: anti-Semitism. Oh, okay, that's yes. a badness.
1: Yeah, I was like, was she one of those people that just got canceled because like she was like, I am a right-wing person. No, no, she It was an actual badness.
3: No, but then she also, you know, like went hard into the right-wing thing, which is, you know, whatever. But um, what's interesting is that th- she did become kind of like a a prop-up figure for the right wing, who's yeah. always like, you know, oh, this is libby lib Hollywood, just canceling people for speaking their minds. Blah blah blah. You know, two woke and and that's like uh, okay you're half the country uh where's where's the money why don't you go and she put out a movie why <laughs> yeah. don't you go and see a movie to some if this is a hero of yours now <laughs> why don't you go and see their movie yeah. like that's always what is so wild to me
1: anyway very excited the mandalorian more things on disney plus always
0: yay uh, next up, Velma. This is the HBO Max series, which actually dropped last week on January 12th. This is the Scooby-Doo show without s- Scooby-Doo. Oh. oh, boy. It's a cartoon. Midi Kaling is uh, Velma. Yeah. And uh, we've had some uh, race swapping, because, of course, the whole cast was white in uh, in the original show. And uh, we've had...
2: Uh... some <laughs> the
0: reviews so far. But your microphone couldn't pick that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Less than favorable general reviews. Did I go so high only dogs could hear me? I'm sorry. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah. you did,
3: yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, the reviews are very bad about this. The The this consensus that I keep hearing is that it's, like, written by old people trying to sound young, Ooh. but in a really, really cringy, awful way. Um, do you know how, like, Big Mouth is kind of, like, irreverently... For young people, but it's obviously written by,
1: yes, you know,
3: older people. I don't
1: think I like, sorry, that Big Mouth is not for young people.
3: You don't think so? No, I mean, like teenagers,
1: uh, I mean, maybe older teenagers, like high school. <sighs> like, that's that, that show is not for kids, I don't think. Not for
3: kids, I would
1: say you would have to be 16. At least, sure.
3: Okay, uh, that's pretty young, I would say. Yeah, so I think that the vibe is that this show is trying to go for a like similar audience as Big Mouth, maybe like not so kind of crude and all that, but um, not crude, just like sexual. But um, but it's just like not landing, not hitting the mark. Is just so so cringe. Instead, um, you know, it's it's a nice fun idea to modernize these beloved old characters and take the dog out.
1: No, Scooby Doo. That's why it's called Scooby-Doo. I know. It's called Scooby-Doo. It's not called the Mystery Machine. Sure. It's not called the whatever gang that they're called. Yeah. Yeah, like, didn't they have a name? What was that name? Mystery Gang? I don't know. The Mystery Machine. Scooby
0: Squad. <laughs> Scooby
1: Squad. It, like, thank, literally you. The yeah, Scooby thank you. Yeah. Scooby Squad. It is about the fucking dog. So <laughs> how do you make it without the dog?
0: <laughs> I because, think Paul and I both um, guessed that the dog would be a cameo at the end of the, uh, the first show or the series. Or, mm-hmm. or I mean, is this
1: so th- beloved that we needed a reboot of this? Scooby Doo? Yeah. Well, no, because it's not Scooby Doo.
3: Well, I think there was, <laughs> there was recently a. A kind of a, like uh, a resurgence in love for the movie that came out in the late 1990s oh, yeah. with Sarah Michelle Geller but I thought that, was that res-
1: yeah, yeah I thought that resurgence was specifically about uh who was it that played Shaggy yeah and they were know. like that was the most perfect casting Matt and- something yeah. <laughs> uh, sure anyway, uh, yeah yeah but um I think that that was the resurgence
2: but
3: no. yeah there's like a little bit of that but you know what I feel like this comes from because every like stoned comedy writer gets high high and, you know, Scooby, puts on school, old Scooby-Doo cartoons. Like, it's part of their image or their personality for a while through college. You know what I mean? Like, wa- getting into vintage Scooby-Doo cartoons. And so I feel like there's just, like, this constant in the back of everyone's head version of Scooby-Doo because it's silly and Scooby Snacks is a thing. Bud didn't realize Scooby Snacks is drugs. No. Oh my god.
1: Uh, I, can't believe, I can't believe Scooby Snacks so is not
3: drugs. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, it's because it's like classic stoner comedy and Shaggy and Scooby are like uh, these hilarious scaredy-cat stoners. And it just like keeps keeps on in like, I think, like pot culture. Um, yeah, let's just bird's eye view this.
0: Bud got offered what? Like fruit snacks? Like Quentin left me a couple packages of, here, <laughs> I have one left. It's, it's the Betty Crocker gummy candies called Scooby Snacks. Yeah. The thing is, uh, where did I get these? I got some, I got Dunkaroos given to me. Oh, yeah, I love Dunkaroos. Um, oh, yeah, at Christmas. So my friend Steph gave me Dunkaroos. Cute. I don't know. I guess she thought I'd like them. I'd never had them before. Mm. And the discussion came up, and it seems that I've missed out on a lot of like 90s Ooh. snacks and candy. So, yeah. like, I've never had Lunchables, I've never oh. had. So delicious, unfortunately, are out of print. Oh! But I've never had yeah, right. I've never had uh, Teddy Grahams. So I've never had gushers. I was uh, going never... to ask
1: you if you had gushers. How have you never had a gusher?
0: I don't know. I don't oh. know. I think I was stuck on hot tamales, strawberry marshmallows, and marshmallow bananas. I think that's Jesus. all. That's what. That's what my candy <laughs> What intake. year were you born? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm in my thing... late like seventies. Holy jeez! So you get
1: out of the machine for like a quarter. The hot tamales. Um,
0: I I just go to the convenience store for them and buy them for a nickel. You
1: never get them out of the machine for a quarter.
0: <laughs> no. What? Rick off, Paul. Anyways. <laughs> I tried these Dunkaroos. <laughs> Shut up! We're trying to bird's eye view this. I tried these Dunkaroos on stream, and then all these suggestions came in, and so Quinton left me these <laughs> Scooby snacks, and so my next Sunday stream, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna play the usual game, but I'm also gonna eat Scooby snacks for the first time in my life. <laughs> yes, Kirsten kirsten get the first person to get back to me and she's like the drugs yeah and i'm like and I, and I and i said our usual slack thing which is no punctuation what what and uh and then yeah somebody else got back to me with uh, a number of e- e- emoji uh that included like sparkly stars and uh mushrooms uh-huh. and then i did a google <laughs> and the first four results were about different foods Okay, there were there were these there were these gummies. Okay. I wonder if the that's Nill your Wapers. Google. Mm. I'm going to do
1: my Google. Yeah, and see what my Google comes yeah, up. Yeah, see
0: what like. yours does. Oh uh, bu- right, Google algorithm influence. Anyways, it turns out that Scooby Snacks is slang for the drugs of some magic mushrooms. Mushrooms is that the same thing? Are it's- mushrooms and magic mushrooms the same thing?
3: Yeah. N- we- <laughs> Yeah. yes yeah No. If you're talking about drugs yes Yeah, but like, like a mushroom it, it, can be a mushroom context. but not every yeah, mushroom no, I know. is a magic mushroom I know. Okay. Okay, a drug gonna, mushroom and a magic tripping mushroom tripping my, my balls thing, on a right? funky pizza from <laughs> Prima <laughs> Strada over here yeah. but um, mm. no Scooby Snacks is like it's a specific thing it's like mushrooms and maybe something else kind of mixed together but like I don't even know if it's additional drugs or if it's like ginkgo biloba or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a cute little munchable that is, it gets you a little bit high and then it also kind of like is good for your immune system or some, I think they're not, I'm not a big partaker in Scooby Snacks, but I know they're always going around.
0: Anyways, you know I saying? had the candy, not the freaking drugs. The yeah. Velma trailer. Can we move on? Hilarious.
3: That- <laughs> Hey everybody, we're going online, and I don't drink a beer, but I will be (laughs) be (laughs) (laughs) tonight.
1: I was like, Quentin set him up for that, man. Like, I'm sure. That Quentin knows what a Scooby snack
0: was. Mm-hmm. And was like, Quentin claims not to have. And he said, oh. oh, we both learned something today. It was, he texted, you know, that was in my Instagram DMs. I can't tell his his tone or if he's giggling behind that. Right. But, uh, oh, I think
1: he's a big fat liar. Yeah.
0: And I think <laughs>
3: also, yeah, especially because he was yesterday like chiding and chirping Kirsten and I yesterday as we are elder millennials. And he's, he's not a Gen Zoomer. He's a, a younger millennial, right?
1: No, he's like 22. When What does that make him? That makes him a, the that, next one,
3: is I guess it? he would be Z then. Yeah. Anyways, he was just like, "You guys don't know about Coachella. You guys don't know any of these bands at Coachella. You're so old. You're so old. You have gray pubes." Blah blah blah. He kept telling us that. <laughs> do those go gray. Huh? Do those
1: go gray? Of course they do. Their oh. hair. What? Yes. No. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. All right. I don't Why not? Come on. Can know. we move on? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, don't do. Do. I, I don't think they
3: do. I think they do. They do. How weird would it be if like the rest of your body was all silvery and then that was just like shock black?
1: like silvery there so uh-huh. and, like there's no hair well there. no but like yeah.
3: imagine like a man who has hair on their body yeah, no, everywhere that,
1: that would make sense yeah that, sure yeah no, great, no, that's eventually. weird. Eventually. Ron Weasley we're right not is done with Velma oh my God. Uh. at silverpubes.com stop <laughs> it don't cut it out just cut it
2: okay, out okay
3: one more thing about Velma <clears> okay <throat> sucks and it's too bad that it's and that's what i mean right you got every one of these comedy writers who grew up with Scooby Doo and i can i know the pitch right it was like very <laughs> lazy comedy everyone's high st- you know in this in their dorm room or like a comedy writers room or just wherever they are and it and someone's like why was the show called Scooby Doo velma did all the work and then you know someone's mm-hmm. like that's right and i'm a feminist and and so now it's <laughs> let's Make That's exactly a show. what
0: they said in the writer's room. Uh,
3: right? It's like, okay, well, then let's make a show called Velma. Let's do that. And this is what this is. And look, it's not a. A wrong choice to do it. I think that just in the execution, unfortunately...
1: Did you watch it? Did mm, you? No. I've
3: seen clips okay. and then I've been reading things online of just like how brutal it is. And not from people like, you know, who would be classically trying to dunk on it for cloud or whatever, mm-hmm. but just people who were giving it an honest chance, you know, who would appreciate that take on the classic Scooby-Doo thing and then just being like, who the hell is this for, Really? Like, it is for that young, you know, teenage
0: uh, crowd or whatever. Maybe college kids, maybe, but like... Oh, I don't know. I think it's more for us. For us? The Scooby? Yeah. Now you think they're trying to indoctrinate a new generation?
3: It's it's set in a high school.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
3: Right? And I think that's kind of the... Like, it's teenage politics and high school goings-on that kind of drive the show a little bit. So, yikers. Yikers. Or wait, Jinkies. Jinkies. Yeah. <laughs> Yikers is my catchphrase.
0: Ron Weasley is in the latest M. Night Shyamalan movie called Knock at the Cabin. Uh, Rupert Grint is the second most recognizable name, uh, probably maybe third. Uh, Jonathan Groff is also in this, and Dave Batista. And. Uh, Kirsten had this funny wavelength where she thought for sure that I put this into our uh, Slack channel for talking about it on the Geek Pod, and I didn't. I'd not heard of it until she mentioned it. But then I looked at the trailer and I'm like, oh my god, how did I miss this? I desperately want this latest M Night Shyamalan movie to be good. So I was. I... Go ahead.
1: I saw the trailer for this ahead of M3GAN, mm-hmm. and it was so weird because like the first. T- five seconds of this trailer went by, and I was like, I've read this book. I've read this book. This is a book. Oh, yeah, The lose. Cabinet at the Edge what, of the World. Uh, what it? What is this book? Oh. And then it, and then it was like, the, world. the new M. Night Shyamalan. I'm like, that's not M. Night Shyamalan. So it's weird. It's like, he's gotten to a point where he's not writing his own original stories. Mm. He is just now adapting
0: things. Mm. Based on. He's allowed.
1: I know, but like, isn't that his whole shtick, though? Like, like, yeah. Because he's not, there's no more twists anymore? But maybe
0: the Cabin at the End of the World has a twist, or maybe he's written one in.
1: It does have a twist. I've read the book, and mm. I did not like the book. It's so weird. Like, I read this book, like, six years ago. It's yeah. it's so wow. strange that, like, it was so strange because I did not know they were making a movie of it, and to see that first few seconds and been like, this is a book I've read. Yeah, what is right. happening here? Um, and I, And I didn't love the book either, so it's weird to me that they're adapting this. And even, um, so I use this app called Goodreads where like you write books and whatever.
0: Oh yeah, I know um, And the rating
1: on Goodreads for this book isn't great. I think it's like out of five stars and I think like overall it's maybe 3.3. Oh. So it's not even like a beloved <laughs> book that's yeah. been rated. Um, so I'll be interested to see what M. Night Shyamalan does with it. But yeah, the cast, man. Ron Weasley, Hunter, Dave Batista, mm-hmm. Like, I, pff- I don't know. Am I Shyamalan? Just as squeaking out of FU, it's January?
0: Yeah. 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 <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's right. When's yeah, because you're on, a big
1: dude? Shyamalan yeah. ding-dong there, aren't you, bud? That oh, yeah. Well, so, well right.
0: I, I, I want to be. Like, you know, I've enjoyed a number of his movies. And, like, The Lady in the Water looked so great and was so terrible. The Village looked so great and was not good. The Happening looked so cool and good and was the worst the dialogue and mm. just the the reveal and like the i hate to say it, paul the star trek ending is just like poop is over um mm. old was pretty good i liked the twist of old mm. um i find it weird how much he's sort of inserting himself he used to be just like a cameo guy mm. lady in the water he went way too far mm. um yeah, you know, but yeah, I, I really liked old, the premise of old. And so I'm hopeful for this one. Um, and you never know. It's based off somebody else's writing. Um, I really like the concept and how it's laid out in the two trailers that we link to in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, In theaters, February 3rd.
1: Uh, one more thing I'll say is I just like looking back at my review of this book when I read it, um, <laughs> I said like, it would have worked better as a short story. Like, oh, it was really? too long and too mm. drawn out for what it was. Um, and it was only 272 pages, but I was wow. like, it would work b- way better as a short story. So it's really interesting that that was my take then. And now it's being turned into a movie. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know why they renamed it Knock at the Cabin. Um, but anyway, hey, it's only an hour and forty. Good for you, I'm not on.
3: So that's the book is called The Cabin at the Edge of the World. Cabin at
1: the end en- of the
3: world. End
0: of the world. And okay. that's the that's the trick of it is um, I don't know, spoilers for the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family in the cabin is told to make a choice to willingly sacrifice one of them uh, or the world will end. It will cause the apocalypse if one of these people does not willingly kill themselves.
3: Right. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. okay. Did, another.
0: So I don't know. Like you say the book's no
3: good. No good.
1: I mean, again, I read it so long ago. I'm just going based on what I said when I read it that long ago. But I only rated it three out of five and I said that it was way too long and it should have been a short story.
2: Right.
3: So. So, short stories often make for the best movies. Yeah. Can, right? Because then you don't have to like cut a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff out of it and and decide what it stays and what goes you just kind of adapt pretty much as it goes yeah. and it is perfectly you know it's like a but it was no i know so i mean so like so maybe so it, it was easy enough to pare down to yeah. what was good yeah. so there's that and and yeah i don't think this is like a, a life sentence for m night Shyamalan. he just happened to see potential maybe in this story and was and said okay I can make a movie out of that and then that's what he's gonna do so I don't think that'll be so bad and And if he likes twists and there's a twist in there, maybe he twists the twist or maybe yeah. he just does the twist. I don't know. <laughs> it seems very interesting to me. I don't know.
1: I mean, I like a horror movie, so I'm going to go see it. And I like a Ron Weasley, so I'm going to go see it. And I like a Mindhunter. Like I like these actors. Batista in
3: there, too. Man,
1: Batista. Oh, my God. Last week, you guys talked about Batista. Sure. Like, he's the best actor ever. And well, how dare he think that he could maybe one day be like The Rock, <laughs> who is the same in everything. Well, Dude, Batista is the same in everything. He is literally... D- Drax, like w- even <laughs> even in Glass Onion, like that wasn't act. He wasn't acting, <laughs> acting. He was just he was just Drax. Like he's that character. He's not that great, and it really upset me oh. when he was like, "I don't want Drax to be my legacy." Like what? Fuck you, guy. Like Whoa. that's a huge role for you. What do you mean you don't want it to be your legacy? Are you gonna go be Hamlet? Like what are you talking about? No. And. And Drax is like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but remember like when the character of Drax came out and he was like a hero to a whole bunch of like autistic kids because oh, yeah. they like identified with him and how he saw Aww. the world and everything like that. So for him to go around and be like, I don't want that to be my legacy. Yeah. i like, dude, I, know I think probably what he means is he doesn't want it to that- be
0: his typecast. He doesn't always want to be typecast like that. Yeah, and but- this role, the character he's playing in Cabin in the Woods or Knock at the Cabin different.
1: Yeah, but. Why does it matter if he's it's not type it's not type nobody's going to typecast him into the the character that doesn't understand jokes and is very like that's not that's <laughs> not a typecast dude well, That's not a typecast there's no sure, role well,
3: yeah, that's of like it is. that no. That's exactly what that is No Listen, I, but I think you're right <laughs> but I let me just defend for a second here I think that he was you know he t- he's said that kind of thinking only in the moment about his own career type of thing and he wants his career to grow out of that I think he he should have said that he would be so happy for Drax to be a part of his legacy especially when you bring that element into it of a hero for kids that's great you're right that's what brought him to the silver screen and everything you're right he should show more appreciation and love for that beloved character but then he could have then pivoted and said and i'm also looking to grow beyond him in my career you know i'm maybe a more uh, direct analogy is Chris Pratt who like you know it's like you gotta give it up for the guy he loves all his characters even though they're the exact same damn thing mm-hmm. right like his his Facebook I remember his Facebook uh, header photo for a long time was this hilarious collection of all his characters
1: sorry I like how you are like the most famous Chris Pratt hater on this podcast <laughs> but somehow you know what his Facebook
3: header this photo was like. it's not fair to characterize me as such because <laughs> fair enough like uh, yeah, you know I've he, never even he, seen his Facebook. I don't even know he had one. <clears throat> <Yeah>. so, okay. <laughs> so he yeah he like has this appreciation for all the characters that have he has played. You know all the Emmets and the Andy from Parks and Rec and mm. the Owen Thunderguns from Jurassic Park and everything. Right. <laughs> so so I don't know. That's that's all about Disney news to do that like well, kind of Chris get Evans it. is
1: like I don't want Captain America to be my legacy I'm a much better actor and sure. I, I hope that Johnny Storm is my legacy <laughs> like he's, it's, it's not you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you didn't have to go out anyway that pissed me off guy's you guys all defending Batista last week because okay. I was like come on dude
0: Woo-hoo! a documentary on Disney Plus called Bono and the Edge colon a sort of homecoming with Dave Letterman great title rolls right off the tongue mm-hmm. uh, this will drop march 17th along with songs of surrender the new u2 album and i think it's just dave letterman interviewing bono and the edge that's right for one thing is this
3: correct the way that it's titled like this dave letterman it's not david letterman like it has been
0: for the last 40 years I copy-pasted it, and I checked it twice because, yeah, it's weird to not see him listed as David Letterman, but maybe this is his post-TV yeah. um, show uh, persona, is maybe Dave as opposed to David.
1: His beard has taken over, and it has its own personality now. His beard is Dave. sentient. The
3: yeah. beard is Dave, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Actually, the beard is Dave, yeah, that's yeah. it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, the guy. That's my first reaction is I love so much David Letterman's Dave Letterman's, uh, can't detonate him now, uh, his like posts late nights Career that has he just has done all these like incredibly interesting things. You know, his interview show for Netflix, uh I mean, kind of loud, he just interviewed Zelensky and in, he went to Ukraine to oh, interview so him in a bomb cool. shelter, right? Like, uh, it's just so wild how how much of a like um like what, what do you call it's like not spokesman not statesman maybe a little bit statesman he's become like a folk legend almost with this insane beard uh you know after he's been making jokes on tv for 35 years it's, it's wild so so that number one is very very cool and um yeah well you too
1: i mean i feel like for me mm-hmm. um i really like corn sorry um, that's just, for me, uh, these these three people—Dave Letterman, Bono, and The Edge—I'm like, I don't care. Oh. I don't—they're not in my zeitgeist at all. Like you two is like, you know, I, they were the most popular rock band, the biggest rock band, probably in the '80s and '90s. And now I'm like, I don't know. You guys aren't on my radar. You were in Sing Too, cool. Yeah. Um, and then David Letterman—I'm like, yeah, you were on TV in the '80s and '90s. So for me, I'm like, great. This is a bunch of things that. <laughs>
3: It's not for Kirsten. <laughs> not <laughs> Kirsten. That's fair enough. I mean, you two. It's interesting because, yeah, their glory days are certainly behind them. But I feel like they're still really big, right? They're like, massive. Oh, yeah, they they'll play the biggest arena you've they got. They can still play Absolutely. BC Place, right? Yeah. E- oh, I think I saw them at Rogers Arena, actually. Last I saw time.
1: Paul McCartney at Rogers Arena, and then next time he played BC Place. So I don't know what's going on with
3: mm, those two. Yeah, I guess you could, they could probably go either way. But you two, yeah, I mean. You're right. They've they've got huge hits spanning decades, but is anyone so interested to hear what the new songs are gonna be like? Not really. That's a common thing with older bands anyways, but then also I think the like the silly stunt iPod thing tarnished them in a weird way. Definitely. that's the thing,
4: right? There's like they it seems to be like Whoa, who the heck is that? Ghost Ghost. Ghost! <laughs> It uh, seems to be kind of love it or hate it with uh, you two. I'm DJ Boy Tano, by the way, and I don't host that afternoon zone. Yeah, um, yeah, because probably because of that iPod stunt thingy that that had happened, where it's just like all of their songs just ended up on your iPod um, or in your iTunes. But uh, so because of that, anytime they introduce something new, it's sort of love it or hate them. You're either a YouTube fan or you hate these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh yeah it's funny too because we've got a new song coming into the zone's inbox uh call from a band called inhaler and Mm. the lead singer of inhaler is bono's son and one of the discussions we had was Mm. do we even say that this guy's related to bono because is that gonna help him or is that gonna hurt him fair point it depends on what it sounds
1: like i'd be curious to 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 hear that um yeah, would it help him or hurt him? I, I feel like as the stupid nepo babies things is is happening and uh, probably yeah, hurt yeah, yeah
0: right you're now. right. There's a pretty harsh trend against which nepotism is silly. Right I think now. I heard somebody,
1: mm-hmm. one of the nepo babies or the the king of the nepo babies or mm. something like that, say like nepotism is not a, a big deal. In Hollywood, it's a big deal if you're like the CEO of a company, and then your son comes in or daughter, or whatever. Like like Trump, right? Like what sure. happened there? Where he yeah. was like, "You're the Secretary of Defense now, yeah. <laughs> whatever." <happened there.
2: laughs> but like in
1: Hollywood it's not really that big of a deal because you still got to be...
4: Well, you still good, have to have the chops to back it yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah.
1: like having connections. It's just like... It, that's what happens in media, and we mm-hmm. all know in radio. Like, you get the foot, your foot in the door or whatever, and you know people, mm-hmm. and that's what it's about a lot of the time is getting your break is knowing people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the Nepo baby thing, like... I don't think it's that big of a deal. But.
3: No, good. I'm glad you'd say that because I kind of agree. There's plenty of people in Hollywood who are super successful, who come from as far away from Hollywood as you can get. Yeah. And there's plenty of their children who get as far as away from Hollywood as you can get. It's just like, that's right. The opportunity is there, but you got to have the chops to back it up. So it's, it's kind of a silly thing.
1: It's funny that this album, and I was going to ask, because um, it's called Songs of Surrender. Hmm. And the the stupid free one was called Songs of Innocence. Have they just been naming oh, yeah. their no. Albums
4: this Songs of whatever Yeah of songs of whatever But songs yeah, of surrender right. That's not like a new album It's
1: Yeah U2's new album Or
4: wait no That's a that's a new album Of old songs Oh I don't
1: know Oh
3: really Oh I, I don't you know yourself? actually Yeah
4: Songs of surrender Are you looking it up bud <laughs> Well anywho Yeah
3: yeah. That, well, you know, there you go, Kirsten. I think you
0: probably speak for a lot of folks when you're just like not so. Oh, into. my God. It's an upcoming album of re recorded songs. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. Weird. So I did, didn't did, know
1: did, that. Did, 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 uh, did uh, Scooter Braun do something bad to them, too?
3: Ha! <laughs>
0: Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Good one. Good one. That's four good CDs joke. of songs. Oh, my God. CDs? Wow. Well, I mean, four. Albums, sorry, <laughs> oh,
1: geez, they're old. Releasing really CD four
4: cassette tapes. God. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, but the, the, the U2 in my mind is like the 80s and 90s. Um, U2, mm-hmm. and then the iPod fiasco, yes, and then the Edge fell off a stage, and that's U2.
0: Uh, what about uh, Batman? <laughs> Another great Kirsten
3: summary. Uh, I guess that was actually in the nineties.
1: Yeah, eighties and nineties. Yeah, you're and right. And like all of the strife or what it is called, the troubles. The troubles.
3: <laughs> what? Like
1: Well, they wrote a whole bunch of song about the troubles. Yeah, yeah. About Ireland and the troubles. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, it, yeah. They, they are. <laughs> yes. And then, and then like I said, and then the iPod fiasco, and then the Edge fell off a stage. Yeah. The end.
3: Uh they had a great cameo on the last episode of The Simpsons.
1: The last? Like fine The Simpsons oh, has ended?
3: That's right. In my mind <laughs> Uh, trash of the Titans season. I think it's ten uh, near the end of there. Yeah, it's like the last. It's my in my mind the last episode the, of this the pre Shark Jump. It would have been the. It's actually I think it's post Shark Jump, but it would have been the perfect ending. And everything past it is absolute trash. And the ending of the episode is right. They move the whole town ten miles down the road or whatever. That would have been the oh my most, god hilarious. Mwah, perfect yeah. ending to that whole show. You two and Steve Martin are the guest stars. Wow. becomes the garbage commissioner. Remember this episode. I- I
4: think so, yeah. It's a
3: great episode. It would have been the perfect series finale, end of show, and in my mind it is. I, f- I refuse to live in this reality where The Simpsons is still, still on TV. Uh, but uh, Bono has a great line where he goes, we'll get him the help he needs, and then on the jumbotron behind him is footage of Homer being beat up by security. <laughs> oh,
0: no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Geek news proper.
1: Explain F8 to me over I there, didn't Paul.
0: I did present. <laughs> so, Justin Roiland, I, I, like I am aware of Rick and Morty. I honestly never watched the show, but Justin Roiland came onto my radar the this, these past months as the voice of the very irreverent voice of a talking gun in a wildly popular new uh, Xbox game called High on Life. And so, yeah, Justin Roiland is the voice and the creator of that game and also the voice and creator of Rick and Morty. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now he has he faces felony domestic violence charges. Oh, boy.
1: Paul's take on this was like the best. Thing I've ever heard. Do you remember what you said? No. <laughs> it's bad. I don't know. It was back in the slack. It was something like, oh, no, dude, don't do
3: that. That's bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's exactly what it was. <laughs> oh, no, dude, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Uh, yeah, I read s- that in your right. voice. Yeah,
3: because yeah, that, that's exactly what I uh, thought of it, too, right? Everyone likes Rick and Morty. Everyone's got a little bit of a uh, beef with Rick and Morty, too, though. It's just very like, this is for d- dumb dudes, you know, and... Yeah, you know, like Pickle Rick is and the- And me, I like Rick and Morgan. I know, I know, I know. But like, you know, Pickle Rick has become this like rally call for like morons. And then, <laughs> even though I can appreciate it as well, it's awesome. Pickle Rick rules, but I guess I'm a dumb dude. But then, um, you know, and Solar Opposites is another great show that he does. Like he's, I, I think quite a good comedic voice.
0: And it's like, don't do that. Yeah.
1: I like Come that on. I like that take.
0: I was Dude. like, that's No, I I fully agreed. Yeah. Like he, he wrote it. I heard it in his voice and I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like this Oh my God. So this is connected to something that happened in twenty twenty. Uh, he's been charged with one felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury, one oh. felony count of false imprisonment oh. by menace. Violence, fraud, and or deceit.
3: Oh, no. That's yeah. awful. I That's heard really bad. It's
0: weird
1: because his sister was recently in the news, or at least in my TikToks and stuff, mm-hmm. because I guess his sister is, like, a semi-influencer for, oh. like, uh, kids like um, down in California, like like a mom fluencer? like a mom fluencer. Oh okay. yeah, and um, she was trying to rent studio space in California. Like someone had this really cool studio set up, but wanted it for free, like in in exchange for uh, uh, like exposure. Sure, and she left this really shitty. And and the person was like really nice and was like, sorry, no, you, you have to pay to rent my space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and she she left this really shitty voicemail. Was like, don't you know who I am? Uh, blah blah blah. I would have given you so many views and clicks and whatever Mm -mm. and like the ironic thing was that the actual studio space had like way more followers than whatever oh wow
0: really oh dear and
1: she was like just being such a bitch and then Mm. it then people found out that she was Justin Roiland's sister and it was like oh my god what a terrible person and now with this I'm just like oh wow maybe just all the Roilands are bad people I don't know
3: I mean that's that's it for that right like that shows. Are, all those shows are done now. Like this is it. You don't. You don't bounce back from.
1: Well, the weird thing is wrongful imprisonment.
3: Out, are you kidding me? Yeah. Heck of a lot of charges. Outside yeah.
1: of this, though, outside of whoever shared this, I, this hasn't come up in any of my feeds. Which oh, is, interesting. Which is weird because this is because I see all of the Ezra Miller stuff. It Doesn't matter what Ezra <laughs> Miller does. Mm-hmm. Like Ezra Miller could fart in an elevator and it would be like, oh my god, they're, they're how awful.
3: And you know what I'd say if you did that. Oh, come on, man. Don't, <laughs> Don't do <on>. that. <laughs> come on.
1: But this on. Justin Roiland thing, which seems huge yeah. like and yeah. very gross and very, very bad, um, yeah. I, this is the first that I saw of it, and I haven't heard of it since. So well, I, d- I do hope that if it is you know, true and proven whatever in court or whatever you're supposed to say, right. <laughs> all those legal things I'm supposed to say here, um, that there are consequences, hopefully. <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, maybe that's why you're not seeing it is because it's just charges right now. And then if there is a conviction, then it's like he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. or maybe it's yeah. I, who could it possibly all be false? Will he be completely vindicated? <sighs> Probably not. Well, we'll make a judgment call at that time, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, those are some pretty, pretty messy charges to be faced. Yeah. yeah.
0: Literally that's it one piece of geek news proper and mm-hmm. one piece of rumor and hearsay
3: Is your source on this reliable
0: The Passion of the Christ: Colon Resurrection, mm-hmm. a sequel to The Passion of the Christ, reportedly begins filming this spring. Here's here's the source. worldofreal.com and here is the here's the the actual the key words that sh- that prove that this is happening. I'm hearing The opening sentence is It's been a long time coming But I'm hearing Mel Gibson will finally be shooting The Passion of the Christ Colon Resurrection In a few months This is not a source You're just a guy on a website Nobody else is talking about this Speaking about bouncing back From something Fuck Well right
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good Easter joke (laughs) Oh my god Um Okay, so no.
0: That was then more
1: th- of a Mel Gibson joke, but oh, sure. really?
0: Yeah, Dude, Mel oh. Gibson
1: did a lot of
3: bad. <laughs> I thought it was a
0: religious joke. Yeah, was, yeah, was a, no, I, mean, I thought it was a Mel Gibson joke. That was funny that you took it to Easter. <laughs> I, I mean, it could it. be
1: both, right? Why yeah. not both? Yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I like, I like how this person that was like, finally, the Passion of the Christ sequel <laughs> we've all been waiting for. Because we know he comes back.
0: <laughs> oh, my he God. Back. Depending on the religion. In the resurrection. There's that. Yeah. It's a real
3: spoiler, like, a sequel bait at yeah. the very end to Passion <laughs> of the Christ. Yeah. Okay, uh, so, this is, so this is probably not going to happen. But it's wishful thinking probably on a lot of people's parts. Be- like everyone who writes headlines. Because it absolutely will want to yeah. be like, Mel Gibson resurrects career. Attempts <laughs> yeah. resurrection. Just waiting for that headline. Yeah, just can't them. wait. So
1: I never saw Passion of the Christ just because, what? Uh uh-huh. Um. Did you see it, Paul? Yes. Did you Did you throw up in the theaters? Wasn't that the big thing? Like that people were uh, passing I, up. I, oh my god!
4: Um, no, it, the I didn't throw up in the theater. Uh, there are very violent scenes in it and you're just kind of there going oh don't do that <laughs> <laughs>
2: dude oh oh
4: Roman oh, God come <laughs> on no not the nails conscious oh. pilot, don't do that no. <laughs> come on, come on oh my God no it's like very shocking scenes mm-hmm. I I, I don't know. I didn't throw up in the theater.
1: No, because that was the thing, right? Like, didn't people have heart attacks? Like, that's how they were billing this movie oh. when it first came out. Well, like someone died when they saw it. Like, <laughs> other than Jesus,
3: someone died. Someone yeah, died. in the
1: theater, they had like a heart attack or something. Do
3: you know? Oh I, my God. You'll, well, you have to look that up. But I, I, the only way I could see it being plausible is yeah, there's like a person who had never seen a movie <laughs> since ben Her <laughs> 1958, yeah. right? And then they're like, well, but Grandma, this one's about Jesus, and like, well, okay. I'll go to the theater and hasn't been desensitized by 50 years of movie violence oh no right right and then the first nail goes in and they're just throwing up until they die a Kansas
1: woman died Wednesday after watching Mel Gibson's new film The Passion of the Christ 56 year old Peggy Law collapsed during the first public showing in a theater east of Wichita. She suffered a heart attack during the climactic scene in the film. So yeah, oh, you're wow. right. She saw Ben-Hur and uh-huh. then Passion of the Christ and then died.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, well, there oh, it is. Oh, two people died. Oh, geez. As
1: of 2018. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Well,
3: how how wow. many till we classify this movie as a serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so... So anyways um no I don't remember I don't remember vomiting until I died, but or having a heart attack, but I remember it was a such a bummer yeah. <laughs> it is such a depressing <laughs> so it's so sad it was such a sad movie I remember that I mean it's not like the Christmas story yeah. no. <laughs>
0: no, it's not oh, it's I, yeah, yeah, I remember just just oh God, the sadness uh, one of my favorite lines from Q morning show host Ed Bain is <laughs> like Schindler's List. Not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, we have a lot of great reviews and recommendations. Uh, no 91-second movie review from Brian this week because he did like 17 last week. Uh, I'm doing the morning show this week, too. So. And you're doing the morning show Can't this stay week. up you're late good. for movies. <clears throat> for no. So, Kirsten, please, let's hear about M. Thregan. M.
1: Thregan. Yeah, okay, so I went and saw this movie just because we talked so much shit about this movie like uh, F you it's January fuck what is this movie this looks horrible and then like we talked about a couple weeks ago the Rotten Tomato reviews started coming in and they were like 93% Mm. and we were like what the fuck is going on so I was like okay I gotta I gotta go see this movie um so first of all is it's James Wan which um he does some really weird horror movies. He did Malignant. Right? Malignant. Yeah. Thank
4: you. Did you see that? Yeah, I 91 second reviewed it.
1: Right. Like Malignant like I won't spoil it, but the third act, Brian, of that movie has Fucking a twist crazy. In it that's just like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah,
2: wow.
1: So it tracks that he would make this movie, Megan, and you will all be happy to know that technically, yes, you can call her M3Gan. M3Gan. Because, oh no, what? <laughs> because she's model three.
0: And then, um, so what do they call the first one? M1 gun and then M2 gun? <laughs> I don't know. They what a dumb a, yeah. naming convention. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, don't perfect this thing until we get three. to the third one. Yeah. Otherwise, the name <laughs> will awesome.
3: But it's
1: Model 3 Generative Android. So, yeah. M3-gen. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, yeah. As a James Wan movie, it, it uh, it goes, it goes wild in the third act. Mm. Um, I don't, it is like, it is a good, um, exploration of grief and like how, Humans grieve and move on, and it's very interesting. It's almost like remember that Black Mirror episode where like her husband dies and she gets the is that even a robot in that episode? The AI
4: version of the husband that's the one with Mm -hmm. um, Peggy Carter. Person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. So
1: I mean, yeah. it's it's a lot like that of yeah. like you know you know, but in this case, they're not replacing a real person. Um, th- this is not a spoiler. The whole premise of the movie is that the girl's parents die in a car crash, mm-hmm. and the aunt has to take care of her. Yeah. And the aunt creates this android or is in the middle of creating this android, um, that uh, kind of it doesn't replace her parents but helps her through her grieving. Anyway. Um, it, it was pretty good like i i don't know 92% on rotten tomatoes like maybe fuck you it's january has a place and that is for a movie like this to get 93% if it was released in the middle of the summer blockbusters mm-hmm. i don't think it would be rated so high mm-hmm. um there was a few moments in this movie where people were laughing in the theater mm-hmm. yeah and oh wow i said to paul that like sometimes with horror things can be so disturbing or so weird that you're you laugh as a yes, reaction right definitely. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. ha ha ha, Very ha, natural. ha. and uh, a lot of people were laughing at certain things and it's because they were disturbing but it's also because they were funny but i think they were intentionally funny i don't yeah. think that james wan i don't think he was like this is going to be so fucking no, scary no cuz i say,
4: i thought the same thing in malignant as yeah. well it's like There's no way he thought, like, this is a serious movie. Like, even not even the third act, there was a a line in the first act where it's like, this might be a satire. Mm.
1: Yeah. And I
0: feel like, wow. This
1: is like maybe kind of a satire, or at least like a, a, like, like I said, an exploration of grief. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's one scene, this isn't a spoiler, but like. Because she's this this doll, this sentient AI doll, and she's trying to comfort this little girl who's lost her parents, yeah. like she's trying to put her to sleep or something at some point and she starts singing to her, but like <laughs> in a robot voice, right? <laughs> but she also is singing Sia's titanium.
0: Oh. Which is what? Oh my god, that's amazing. She is a
1: robot and they've talked about how she's like a titanium alloy blah 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 so it's like <laughs> oh I god, am titanium and but like in <laughs> a robot that's voice. So funny. And people are laughing but it's also disturbing and it's also sure. weird. Yeah. Um so I mean, yeah, if you want to go see something I'm freaking If you want to go
0: see something.
1: (laughs) It was only an hour and forty. Like again, I really appreciate James Wan never he never makes anything longer than it needs to be. It's Mm. always quite good. And the third act is very disturbing. Like it takes a while to ramp up. Um, But yeah, I liked it as a as a horror fan. I, I quite liked the movie.
3: And you know, that type of laughing, you know, it's it's a specific type of horror movie that does it, but Guess what it makes for a very fun movie mm-hmm. where you're hiding in your shirt but then mm-hmm. like the big kill or the splatter happens yeah.
0: and you're just like right cuz you're like it's a tension reliever.
3: Yeah, that's that's just a fun time in the theater. Yeah. That's there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's a type it's a certain type of horror movie but I'll take that any day over like this endless parade of you know like the nun schlock where it's just like it's it's joyless in its gore and nonsense like uh you know that's that in the tradition of like even the old evil dead movies are kind of like that you know so i'm into it
1: this movie is not trying to be serious it's not trying to be a serious horror movie like um what's that one brian with uh with the tree (laughs) <laughs> Where they hang everyone? What's that one called? Fuck.
0: With the tree? Oh,
1: God. It's like a tree in a backyard. Um, <laughs> never mind. Oh,
0: the hanging tree. The ha- I no, no, I no. It.
1: It's got... Oh, God. Fuck. I'm so True bad at names. God. Anyway, it's not trying to be a hmm. serious horror movie. It's not trying to be... Um, oh, my God. All of my words have gone from me. <laughs> What's, Paul, what's that one that we watched on Halloween at my house?
3: Oh, um, yeah.
1: Hereditary. hereditary. It's not trying to be hereditary. Yeah, it's yeah, trying yeah. to be kind of like a fun, campy horror movie that does have an underlying message that is fun to watch where yeah. the gore isn't, oh my God, gross look away. It's more like, whoa. Right. Because it's,
4: it's, this is also, that's the other thing that I brought up last week. That it's, yeah. So this is PG-13, right? It's like, like not.
1: Yeah. Well, like yeah. Gore, you, when you guys were talking about that last week, is is that one of the things that can make a horror movie rated R? Is I guess violence. Yeah, the oh, violence certainly. and the gore. Oh, yeah. okay.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, because I feel like a lot of horror movies from the '90s are PG-13.
4: I think like, I some of this is wow. it.
1: Scream PG-13.
4: Maybe really? it got to that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or or 14A if you're in Canada. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Anyway, everyone go see Megan if you want.
0: M3 again.
1: M3 again. Okay. Yeah.
0: Now, do we want to talk about The Last of Us now, or do we want to save that for the end and go through a couple of other little reviews? Just two. Yeah, let's blast through a couple of little baby boys. Uh, I will quickly talk about Forza Horizon 5. I have played one racing game in my entire life, and that is Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, but since I got a Steam Deck, I've been eyeing the Xbox racing game, like the PS, the PlayStation game, I think is Need for Speed. Um, And uh, Microsoft has Forza Horizon 5. Gorgeous, beautiful game. Finally pulled the trigger and got it. Um, And I, like my years of Mario Kart experience absolutely unhelpful in this game and <laughs> I have destroyed most of Mexico uh, driving around in my super hot supercars. Uh, but it is ridiculously good fun and great soundtrack and a ton of stuff to it I did buy the premium edition because I had a gift card and there was a sale and this kind of thing but yeah I found stupid good fun and sometimes it's weirdly relaxing playing a driving game so I didn't think it was for me then I thought it was for me and I bought it and Turns out it's for me. I review and recommend Forza Horizon 5. Great. Kirsten, another game. Let's talk about God of War Ragnarok.
1: I'm so excited about this game, the sequel to uh, God of War and like the continuation of the original God of War games, which I never played, by the way. Mm. Um, I'm about halfway through through this game, so I'll give it a whole review and recommendation when I'm done, but I just wanted to point out that I guess they're only making two of these. Like they've said, they're not making a Yay. trilogy. This is it. This is going to be the mm. end of this God of War as we, we know it. And Bless them. But um, God of War came out on PC, so you could probably get it on Steam in January of this oh, year.
0: Oh, good to know. Thank you. uh,
1: If you've never played it. Um,
0: I've, it's been recommended to me a couple times. So.
1: It is, it's such a good... The original God of War has such a good story, such good gameplay, um, such good design. Um, th- this one so far... Um, I'm not loving as much. Like the story picks up right from where the first God of War ends. And so I kind of had to go through a Wikipedia refresher about what the heck was going on. Mm. Um, Just because there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of things happening that I've kind of forgotten about. Because the original God of War came out in, what, 2017? Was it five years ago or even longer than that? Oh, holy smokes. Uh, It might have even been longer than that. Um, So I've just kind of forgotten what's going on a little bit. And so there's some storylines that are happening that I I don't care about as much as I think I should, mm. um, which is always a problem with an open world game. And, this, and that's the other thing, is this game isn't as open world as God of War. There's more, you get put into more um, pathways with it. Like there's a little bit of open world and I'm sure I can go back and explore, but... Um,
0: God, the first God of War was 2005 for the PS2
1: okay, but not that one like the God of oh. War uh,
0: oh the one that this is the sequel to is yes. 2018. yes, there we go uh, sorry gotcha
1: I feel like it's 17 but I believe you 2018
0: and PS5 on the maybe? PS on the PS4
1: weird weird it was 2017 anyway, I will finish review and recommendation it uh once I'm finished the game but just to say that I'm playing it and yeah
3: but there's a lot of interest in God of War right now because they want to make a movie out oh, of it, right? yeah, I and they was maybe say. want to put Batista. as oh, yeah, that right? No, that was just no, the that joke. was just a joke from Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas oh, yeah. Special. Oh, oh right. <laughs> but, uh, but isn't there actual like, some kind of uh, push for that now? And people think maybe it should be real. No, I don't think he should be. You don't? No. Okay.
1: Uh, well, it's up to you. Um, just be
0: playing the same thing in every movie. No. I never-
1: no,
2: what was it? An
4: actual thing that you heard, or like, was it? I don't know. I don't same know. guy that talked about Passion of the Christ. It's the same
3: guy,
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> but
3: we... Batista is going to be cast. This is me. I'm just making this stuff up. Okay. Uh, Remember
1: it. when um, you were talking about Conchu? And uh, like
3: the voice. The, voice. the voice. Say it. Were Say we, it, Brian. The voice.
1: Were we were we talking about that because of White Lotus?
4: Yeah, because F. Marie Abraham <laughs> was in White Lotus.
1: I don't know. I think Brian's joke just like overshadowed what yeah. we were actually fucking talking about. Because yeah. something came up about F. Marie Abraham like being recognized at the Critics Award or something right. and oh, everyone yeah. was like clapping for him and everyone was like, Oh wow, what a moment for him. Mm-hmm. And I clicked on him with his IMDV and I was like Oh, that's Kanchu.
2: Uh.
1: And then in my head, I was
2: like, the voice. Oh, you just Kanchu. I thought Kanchu was a big bird person.
1: And I was like, oh, no. Is that what Ryan was talking about that whole time? And I just, like, phased out because Paul was on a rant and what the
0: fuck?
3: Hilarious. I, I was
1: in the room when that happened. Yeah. Anyway, um,
3: yeah, God of War
1: God of War would make a really good. Who was it that wanted it? Was it Amazon? Do Do we remember where this is coming from?
4: Oh, I don't remember who wanted that.
1: But it would make a really good T V show. Um, but very expensive. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it would be a very expensive production wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. And, you know, the history of thing video games becoming movies or, or um Media, yeah, uh, hasn't yes,
0: that- Amazon, by the way.
1: Oh God, no. Oh, no. Amazon! I don't know about no, that. Oh, it is on Amazon. Hasn't oh. been that great.
3: No, well, give it to HBO because, as we're about Until- to talk about, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, hey, I just want to say one thing: <clears throat> F Murray Abraham, F Mary Kill.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> you stay up at night thinking of these things? <laughs> oh my god. Did
3: you write that down on a post it? <laughs> That's just all I think about. Every time everyone says F. Murray Abraham, I'm like, more like F. Murray. Yeah, F. F. Mary, F. Mary F. Kill. Kill.
0: I don't get it.
3: Caught oh. you, more like Honkshu. More <laughs> like honk
0: Okay, <laughs> let's talk about The Last of Us. That was a good one, too. First episode, what, hour, like, hour and 20 minute episode? It a movie? Like, yeah. It was a movie. Yeah, no, sure it was. It's a movie. It yeah, was yeah. like a long First prologue. called. Called "When You're Lost in the Darkness," which is, uh, the, I guess, the beginning of the Fireflies uh, sort of proverb. Are we going
4: spoiler free? Because I have questions, yeah. but in the spoiler section, we yeah, should
0: start, start spoiler free. Definitely. Yeah.
3: yeah, and you know, I was mad, I was upset at that runtime when I saw it, but I'm glad that they did it the way that they did it. Oh yeah, and I and they're not going to all be that long, are they? I can't imagine. No. I wouldn't imagine.
4: I I honestly didn't feel the runtime. I no, I was, was I. so sucked into that prologue. Me too.
3: Yeah. yeah. And you know, and that's the thing. If you would have whacked that thing in half, you would have just pretty much had the prologue, and that would have been a bummer. So it's almost the equivalent of you know what Disney does these days is drop two episodes at once. Yeah. yeah. yeah to start with, there that and it really really worked for me because I wouldn't have been hooked enough maybe if mm. i only just got that prologue i needed that second half i needed to see what the world is now and what the show is going yeah. to be yeah. to to really get drawn into this thing because i don't think it's super spoilerly one thing that i did feel from this show was it like i've seen this all before the, the everything in here is very Classic yeah, zombie beginning apocalypse. Yeah. Beginning yeah, What's what's right? going
4: on in my neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. To, oh,
1: what's on the news now? Yeah, and exactly. Ramping, mm-hmm. up, yeah. ramping up, ramping yeah. up.
3: Yeah, yeah. It all and, and
1: somebody that for some reason hasn't figured it out before it's too late. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah.
3: It, it all it all felt very very familiar, uh, and it only it only got. Like really hooky and inventive, kind of in that second half of this episode where you realize now where everybody's at and kind of what the world is, and it's a it's a place they don't often jump to in these things, you know, because of the decomposition nature of zombies. Mm-hmm. You can't go twenty years into the future, really, right? And um, and do it like that because you want your whole the whole show to be about the zombies running and chasing and biting you. Yeah. Whereas with this show, it's like. This is you know there was very little zombie action. Yeah. Right? There and which I was I found so Refreshing Because I even as I was starting it too I'm like an hour and 20 Jesus oh my god Do I really even care about zombies anymore I'm so zombied out after Walking Dead And it's just like There was so little of that type of Violence Very or whatever little, yeah. It was just there was like Oh this is a show about a situation And the situation is After the collapse of society It doesn't really matter You know One of the, my favorite lines And the thing was He's like There's worse things out there Than infected mm-hmm. I thought that was cool um, because it's it shows that like this show is more about the situation than about just the gore of the zombies. That's funny because. That's the one thing you complain
4: about with Walking Dead is like, are right,
2: <laughs> zombies in this show now?
4: <laughs> Where are all the zombies? But that was what this show was. <laughs> no,
2: at the begin, the
1: first. If you go back and watch that first episode of Walking Dead, it is very much almost no zombies. And what like- are you talking
3: about? There's a lady with half of her body gone dragging herself on the ground. Yeah, but
1: there were lots for 10 of zombies. Seconds. E- oh, well, this is spoilers for this now, but there was a bunch of zombies eating people during like the big like. Day you scene of the first act of this? No, and like it's like Rick wakes up in the hospital and he's mm. like, whatever, what's going on? And then there's like the yeah, dead, dead don't enter, or whatever that. Yeah, like I feel like the first episode of The Walking Dead and the first season, uh. there's not too many zombies. Ah.
4: <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I I agree with you, but I like how that's your compliment to this when that was your big complaint in The Walking Dead. Was, exactly. There's no zombies exactly. in this zombie show. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> True. I love see, I like the I do agree in that like that definitely the prologue feels very familiar. Mm. Kind of like what they did with Rick Grimes in the hospital and like even him going down the stairwell with Mm. the match and and stuff like that, that intensity. Mm -hmm. I think they built it up really well in The Last of Us with focusing on the daughter and that sort of feeling of isolation. It was like, oh, you Mm -hmm. haven't seen the news yet? You really should go home, little girl. All that kind of stuff where it was really just coming from her point of view was really effective. I thought it was was so well done. Yes. Um, But yeah – great show great show. like if we're going spoiler free definitely recommendation this if you if you're going to get into something like this yeah this is very well done mm-hmm. i thought
0: well cast i yeah. i like all of the choices that i've seen so far uh for the for the characters and the acting is yeah the acting is solid the world is believable i'm mm-hmm. really invested um, wait for the second. As except. of
1: yesterday, I think it's changed now, uh, but it was the highest-rated television show on IMDb.
0: What? Mm. Whoa. So it was
1: at wow. 9.6, which Breaking Bad is at 9.5. And I mean,
0: wow, okay. it's,
1: it's not yeah. going to stay like that because yeah. that's like 9.5 after all of Breaking Bad. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that it was rated so highly, and I think also the other thing is that the last of us was hbo's
4: second highest second viewing. biggest debut in
1: yeah. 12 years right behind
2: house of the house dragon. Of dragon which yeah. is
1: house of dragons riding on the coattails of game of thrones yeah. so yeah. for for this to be rated so high like i i can't imagine it's just people that are fans of the video game
4: no that are I,
1: tuning in there's there's there's
4: they okay. did a great job with the marketing. Yeah, okay. they really did. Yeah. Yeah, cuz even as somebody that, you know, that isn't like that it's familiar with the video game but yeah. hasn't played it like say as much as you, are still very much interested in in
3: checking this thing out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I also think that um, we're not in a golden age of television anymore. We're in like a uh, endless trash age mm-hmm. where just like all these streaming services are just gobbling up whatever IPs they possibly can and then just crumbing out, you know, whatever shows they can do at the highest level quality that they can, but they're all just kind of keep up with each other and all just cannibalizing each other. Um, and, but there's one, and you know, I've talked about this before, but there's one that stands head and shoulders above the pack and that's HBO and their Sunday night show. And for a lot of us, I got one hour to give to TV a week pretty much. And it's, it's to HBO. So I think that like, geez, off coming off. I don't know if there's a lot of people like me, but just coming off the strength of House of the Dragon and Now the White Lotus and Succession is coming up again. And, you know, it's like HBO is, is just got a string of hits where that's my weekly TV viewing. If I have limited time for it, that's my wind down my Sunday night. We have dinner, we sit down, we watch a TV show, and that is it. And that, like, I don't have any attachment to this video game. Hmm. And I didn't see a ton of the marketing. Mm-hmm. That is why I'm watching this show because I trust HBO so much mm-hmm. to do whatever genre they want. They nice. do it at that level. That's why I'm here.
0: 99% average Tomatometer, uh, to average Tomato Meter. <laughs> 96% average audience score. I, I, and again, mm-hmm. as Kristen says, this this will change. But strong opening.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Gal, we get into spoilers. Yes, let's do.
3: Spoiler!
4: I really um, – so that that very first scene with, like, the 60s interview, the television interview.
3: <laughs> oh, my Socking. God. That was great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So
1: that's not in the video game. And yeah. that's, like – there was very few changes from the game to to the TV show. Mm-hmm. In fact, s- some of the things were shot for shot for the game. Yeah. Because oh, wow, these cool. Naughty Dog games and the way they make them is very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it, it makes sense – to, you know, just reshoot it in real life. But that whole scene, not in the game, but wow.
0: So a great. Good. But, you know, it's a, a great logical way to sort of bird's eye view it and, way, and introduce things. Yes. The way
1: that they explained it, the way that they were, it, like, that scene was so cool. And I, I was mm-hmm. the same, Brian. I was like, okay. like Because I, I feel yeah. like a lot of the people that love this game and love this story, you know, nervous to see how they're going to adapt it. Yeah and to start with something that's not familiar to us at yeah. all um, was really cool and i was like i love this and i love the explanation mm-hmm. of uh, like the mushrooms and the sp- and i mean the the fungus, spores, the yeah. fungus. like mm-hmm. i think it's and so the cool.
0: slowing of decomposition yeah cuz
4: that's yeah I mean, that's so there's a, i have a couple of questions about but yeah first of all the the way they also then bring that to sort of the real world, like they kind of bring it to our reality where it's like, we've been so scared about a virus over the last mm-hmm. several years, right? And then this person's there is like, ah, oh, virus virus, I'm not, because yeah. uh, we always win, yeah. right? We always come up with vaccines. And then he talks about the, how scary it is. Uh, the, the, how scary a fungus is, yeah. right? And how, you know, it, we've never had to be scared of it because it can't survive in the human body at a certain temperature, but our right. world is warming.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, was yeah. Like, at, at so that point, so I'm like, oh, that. God,
4: like, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, gonna adapt.
3: So well-written, yeah. you know, to, like, hit on all of our modern pressure points, like the saying uh, pandemic and yeah. Yeah. saying, yeah, the world I is warming. I also like yeah. how
1: the, the fungus guy... He's uh, Jonathan from The Mummy. From The Mummy. Which he's so old now. He's
4: so good. He was so good. good Because I
1: was like, why do I know who this fucking guy is? And when I looked it up, I was like, no way. Yeah. Time marches on. Um, So
4: (laughs) the question that I had then is if in the video game, if they do have any sort of explanation, like does it come, does the infection come from, my main question is, does the infection come from wheat? Oh. No,
1: it's it's like mushrooms.
4: I know, but are is like our crops infected at all or anything? Because I hmm. started seeing like the, it seems like they kind of dodged a bullet. The dad mm-hmm. and the daughter, yeah, because it kept bringing up. The city. Uh, thing, well, they kept yeah. bringing up the things that they were not eating. They, mm. they, 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 The daughter was going to make pancakes for the dad, but they didn't have oh, pancake yeah. mix. The mix, dad yeah. was mm. being offered the the biscuits the at biscuits, the neighbor, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, I'm on Atkins." Atkins. Oh. Uh, yeah. The girl didn't want to eat any of the cookies because they're raisin cookies, mm. right? And and then they, they were feeding the grandma. And the yeah. gra- you see the grandma kind of change. Incredible. So I'm like, is oh, this this that. fungus? Does the fungus oh. like infect the crops or or whatever? is that explained in the game? No. Very well yeah, spotted. Yeah,
1: that's a really good point. No, it doesn't really ever explain where it's come from to that detail. Oh. Um, yeah, no, as far as I can remember, um, but that's a really good point. So in the video game, one of the things that they've changed, one of the, the changes that they've made that I know people were upset about, but it totally makes sense now, especially with the intro there, is that in the video game, the way that the virus spreads is you can get bitten, of course, mm-hmm. but it is also spread by spores. So, right. like, you know, when you think of uh, a plant and it lets off pollen, right? With fungus, it lets off spores. So in a lot of the scenes in the game, you have to be wearing a gas mask because if it gets in any any orifice, I guess maybe not your ears, I don't know. Right. Um, you'll be infected. So that's really scary. Yeah, Yeah, it's very respiratory. It's airborne. Mm -hmm. Um, And they decided to change that for a couple of reasons. They don't want their characters wearing gas masks all the time. Pedro Pascal's already in something where he has to wear a mask all the time and and hates it. (laughs) Um, And they also wanted to make it a little bit scarier in, in that this... Virus was more sentient, so that's why oh, in that beginning uh, scene, you you have the scientist explaining that the fungus can take over ants and make the ants yeah. do whatever they want,
3: and that's a real yeah. fucking thing too. Yeah. Google that. Oh app. yeah, that's yeah.
1: fucking scary. Yes.
3: Okay, the person that I watched this particular show with uh, told me then that her favorite scene on like uh, BBC Planet Earth or one of these Attenborough things mm-hmm. is about the ants and the bugs and insects that get taken over by this sport. The whole thing the that parasites the thing is, yeah, yeah, is based on and it is so wild and it does. It makes the ant go nuts mm. and it yeah. controls their mind and makes them do things yeah. they wouldn't do yeah. and yeah, the, the other ants know, like the ant colonies know that this thing happens. Yeah. So as soon as they recognize that an ant is in They, like, swarm it and carry it. it. as far away from the hill as possible because if it amazing le- to infect the rest of the ants, yeah. it'll wipe out the whole colony. That's real. Yeah. And so they, w- they they drive this ant out into the middle of nowhere and leave it for dead. <laughs> and it, Jeez. like, you know, its mind is just going nuts and everything. And then eventually what happens, there's that scene in the show, right, where, the like, the dead body is exploded and there's yeah. a mushroom all gra- That's yeah. what happens to the ant. Oh, my God. Seriously. And, like, and not yeah. just the ants either. There's other bugs that this happens to. But the fungus eventually just busts out of the friggin' ant's uh, body yeah. while it's still alive and uh. then like grows out of it and then you see all these uh, there's pictures and videos of just these you know insects that just they look like like a tree stump or something with just a bunch of uh, spores and fungus yeah, and mushrooms like in and the, stuff. On the yes, wall. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a real <laughs> thing that happens. Yeah. Oh.
2: So, it's wild.
1: I love how they've changed. Like I like the spores, but I love how they've changed it into this more sentient nefarious thing. Mm. Um, yeah, That these these uh, mushrooms, this fungus, is trying to take over and is it, like what I've heard is. That it's going to be like working, like okay, I don't know why this is what I'm referencing, but mm-hmm. it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> do you remember in the Super Mario Brothers movie where the mushroom was sentient? It was like, do you guys remember that? No. And he gives them the mushroom. Anyway, the whole mushroom, whatever, <laughs> can talk to. It's fucking mushrooms. It's the same thing. Yeah, Go back and watch the Super wild, Mario Brothers movie. That's wild, crazy. It's it's like that. So like all of these um, infected are like a, it's like a hive mind thing, and they are actively trying. To take out the human race, which I think is wow. so cool. And the way that they've set that up, yeah. you know, that small change from the video game makes sense. Mm. And like, yeah, I'm really curious now, Brian, about about your theory, because I I don't remember if they ever really talk about it, because the game isn't so much so... You know, it's kind of like The Walking Dead. It's it's not so much so, why did this happen?
4: Yeah, it's not about that. It's it's really about humanity and how, you know, humanity kind of crumbles under all of that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and trying Mm -hmm.
1: to find a cure, right? Which, actually, Mm -hmm. in The Walking Dead, other than the first season when they go to the CDC... Did they ever fucking try to find a cure? Or they're just like no. Nope.
4: There was a subplot with the the one guy who pretended to be like an important scientist
1: right. just
3: so that they would protect him.
1: Right. Oh yeah, I forgot about
3: that guy. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that Walking Dead felt too chaotic for that. Yeah. Mm. You know, like they couldn't even get like uh, the city of Boston as that set up like nothing that big ever happened. In Walking Dead. That did all the cities that they made, the Alexandria yeah. and everything, nothing was that no, well uh, settled. Well eventually it did.
4: Oh, did yeah. it? And okay. that's what yeah. it's that's what these spin offs are becoming now. Right. But. Okay, okay.
1: Um, the whole first act, or whatever, and the end there with um, Joel and Tommy and Sarah driving in that truck hmm. was that I was just watching that and I was like, "This is fucking incredible! This looks so good." All of those uh, stunt people yeah. that are like, "Oh my
0: god, that was so incredible!" Was running so in front of the cars, yeah. and the like just, timing, the orchestration for that like yeah. must have been a nightmare. Oh, they executed it flawlessly. Oh, was that because I was thinking about it last night? Uh, was that one
1: shot?
4: Uh, I'd have you to go back know. and watch again. I don't I, I know think if it, it was. I did watch like, it again. I, it's, it's not?
1: It's a couple okay.
0: shots, but there are a couple long shots.
1: But that is, again, like, straight from the video game, like, how that happens, and with, uh. like, you driving, and then they're like, back up, back up, back up, and then the airplane, Jeez. like, that's all, yeah, yeah. and, and the way that they made that look so good, and so scary, and so intense, um, like, I th- I thought it looked so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everything looked so good, the production of this. Um, So, like, that whole scene I thought was great. Now, what was interesting to me, and it was kind of a bummer, I feel like, that a lot of people didn't get this same moment. But did you – we're in spoilers now. Mm. Did you guys know that Sarah was going to die?
2: I kind of figured
4: because I knew he was going to be protecting a girl. Yeah. So yeah. I figured that yeah she was gonna bite the bullet yeah, yeah. so and because we knew it was
3: Ramsey yeah, yeah
1: so that so yeah. that was kind of a bummer for me because of course in the video game there's not casting there's not no. like oh yeah. Bella Ramsey I know Bella Ramsey's the main character in <laughs> right, this right. and in the video game it starts and you you play Sarah and you know that the video game is about a father, what well, you think. Yeah. Oh, you about, don't know the
0: names, you right? You don't know the
1: names, uh, and you think it's about a father and a daughter. So the game starts. What a great way to it's, do it. it's very uh, similar to the start. They flesh out her character a little bit more with her like going to get the watch and things. Yeah. Like That happens in the game, but you don't... Anyway. Yeah. So you're playing this game for 30, 40 minutes. And it oh bro- breaks your heart,
4: basically. Yeah. And, uh. and you
1: think that this is the girl... That he's protecting. And um. so when she dies, it is very shocking. And then and then because it's very cinematic this game, that it like she dies and that whole scene happens. And then like the, the music kicks in and it's like the last, the last of, of us. us. And that's oh, 40, by way of a title, uh, yeah. And that's 40 Incredible. minutes into the game. Yeah. So like oh. that moment wow. I felt mm. sad that people didn't get to experience in in the same way that the gamers did. Of course, you knew Bella Ramsey was going to show up because
3: that actress too, who plays the daughter to begin with, is Nico Parker. Oh my God, she's so good. good. Do you know that? That's Bud.
1: Do you know who that is?
3: She Um, looks like Tandyway Newton.
1: She's Tandyway Newton's daughter. Get on it, baby! Amazing. baby! There you
3: go. Uh, She was so. Interesting and cool to watch, and like, what a cool dynamic, unique look that, too. Like, I, oh, yeah.
1: I, the only thing bit I appreciated it as now being a parent and hating watching children die in mm, things. Yeah. But, but as a gamer who was like, I want this, I want everyone to cry and be so fucking upset. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. That she's <laughs> in the game, she's a bit younger. She's like maybe 10 or 11. Oh yeah. Um, Here
4: she's like high school age. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. I mean, she looked like she was like 19 in this. Like yeah. there was one scene that I was like if this was a different genre in Hollywood, this would be his wife. Right. Like <laughs> like there were Oh jeez. You
2: know,
1: <laughs> like when she was making trying to make the pancakes. Yeah. Um So I me, I wish maybe she was a little younger because she was so self-sufficient and so uh, y- there wasn't that double punch when she died that she was like only twelve, and kind of the same. Wow. Did you know Bella Ramsey is twenty years old?
3: Oh whoa! Yeah, what? How old should she be in the show?
1: Uh, like probably fourteen.
3: Fourteen? Yeah. yeah, but and then like in, how long ago
4: was? So how long ago was Game of Thrones? Now that was like three, four years ago. About that when she fought the giant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like
1: like I felt like she's a bit yeah. too old. Like I wish Ellie was a little younger. And she, she doesn't look 20, but I just wish she was a little bit younger. And that was the other weird thing that they changed for no reason. So Joel, when when we we start this show, it's his 36th birthday. Yeah. 20 years passes. Which has,
3: made me
4: kind of like look in the mirror and like, God damn, do I look like that at 39? <laughs> 30,
0: yeah, right. 36. And then
1: 20 years um. passes and we're, we're meant to believe that Pedro Pascal is now 56 years old. Yeah.
0: Mm, I bought that. I, I bought know. that.
4: I didn't buy the 36. Yeah, Yes. Agreed. Agreed. That's what it was for me. In in
1: real life, he's 47, so
0: in the middle. Okay, um, right in the middle. Perfect.
1: But in and I mean, it's not a big deal. But in the game, Joel is 52. But I was like, why? Why the four years? Why didn't you just make it? a Little bit more age appropriate, why yeah. not make him 50? Yeah, Maybe
4: because they're, they didn't have the de aging technology to make him look 32,
3: because <laughs> even 36 was not believable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, plus yeah. the age of the daughter, too. That yeah. made
4: me that part where he said, Yeah, I'm 36, it made me say,
3: What? <laughs> 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 yeah, really? Yeah, oh, I thought he looked great. Yeah,
0: so we're gonna go through the whole plot line, I guess, of the first game in this series, right? Because we've got we've got Fr- like frank and uh bill mm-hmm. um the the pairing that i really want to see is david and james uh they were like i guess scavengers in the game um and they seem like good guys and for a bit brothers but that's right thank you um so david in the video game is played by nolan north who of course is uh nathan drake in uncharted mm. of course. um and james in the tv show will be played by troy baker who who voiced joe in the last of us video games very strange
1: yeah and also is in uncharted as sam the brother which is
0: oh wow
2: right yeah
1: i mean they're both like video game voices the other weird thing in here is that um oh gosh what's her name marlene is the voice actress from the video game the character that plays marlene like the leader of the fireflies in the the city she's the one that voices the character and does the most oh interesting
0: no go. but that's i think that's the only one that's the only one one, but then you
1: got troy baker showing up and um
4: so bella ramsey's character too i i because i just saw this in an interview so it probably was spoiled for me because i never really knew the game but the the person that voices her character is going to be playing uh her mom or something
1: yeah, I'm I don't know if her mom shows up in the video game, maybe in like a flashback or something like mm. that. Um, but yeah, she is showing up in it. Oh yeah. Oh.
0: I'm sorry, um, the reality, this 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 show is so good, we would love to go on forever, but it is officially a minute past when Kirsten is supposed to be on the radio. Oh my God, yeah. you're right. Oops, I, right. I was looking looking at time that Time just happened.
1: <laughs> That's fine, whatever. Yeah, I got so, a couple of minutes. But okay, wait, Um. I I just want to say I'm, I'm very happy that everyone loved it so yeah. much, because when I asked, I was like, what did you think? What did you think? And everyone was like, wow, w- yes. loved it.
2: Yeah. Yes. That
1: was like a really cool reaction for me, because... Um, you know, we all talk about video game properties and how these movies or whatever they—they're never that great. And hello, to, Halo. <laughs> to finally have one where people are like, "Wow!" and oh, like yeah. this material and this writing and like, because mm. this video game is so fucking good oh, and yeah. the story is incredible. And so to to have people loving it like this is very exciting for me.
0: Thank you, HBO. Thank mm-hmm. you,
1: HBO.
3: Yeah, yeah, but like you said, it's, you know, a show that or a, 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 the video game to begin with is that good? It's that cinematic. It's that well written yeah. and everything else. So, yeah, they're building it on steady ground.
1: It looked and the end. I'm sorry, with the end when it panned up to that building again, no, no. straight from the fucking video. Game. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, going, so going good. Yeah. In that building like it's a. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm
0: excited. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Kirsten James, where can we find you on the internet?
1: Kirsten dot James. Paulie. Paul
3: Zeno
0: brian i'm at the zone.fm slash dj boytano hey i'm dj geek out this week Yay! in the zones mixtape yeah! for brian so you can hear me there five o'clock on the afternoon zone this week which i don't know by the time you hear this maybe only be one more day otherwise i'm webmeister bud on youtube instagram and twitch this has been the zones Geekout podcast episode 223 thank you so much for listening
2: Bye. Bye. The Geek Out
3: Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit the zone.fm slash
2: podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a Zoner.